What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today I'm doing one of my yearly reviews. And today I am looking at PFL Europe. There was four pretty good cards this year in PFL Europe. I'm going to go through each of, of those cards and maybe just pick out one or two things and I'm running you through kind of maybe the results. But what I want to do mostly today is discuss, say, what PFL Europe is how it worked and maybe what it'll look like in the future as well. And I, I want to start by uh, giving my review of the season. I'll do that, I, I think, for um, all of the uh, promotions. And this might be my first one, my second one out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a lot of them uh, this holiday season. So uh, if this is the first one out, they're all going to look uh, relative and sound relatively similar to this, but for the different promotions. Although PFL Europe might be a little bit different because it is new um, and... I think it could change and naturally will change because of the tournament format anyway, but we will talk about that in due course. First things first, what was my review of the season? How did I think the season went? Did I like it? Did I not like it? And I'll be honest, I was skeptical coming in. When I heard they're going doing, you know, a tournament in Europe, I thought like there's some very good European fighters. There's also some very good European fighters signed to other places like Cage Warriors, KSW, Octagon, all of those places. And I thought, okay, you could put on European fights well, you know, in Ireland or in the UK or in, in Paris or in Roma or wherever it might be and put on good cards. But will you be able to put on good tournaments? Um, I was very, very, very sceptical of that before the tournaments were announced in terms of the people that were in it. I suppose after the tournaments were announced, but before the, the rosters were announced. Um, and I really wasn't sure if they'd be able to do it, especially for some of the weight classes they had. Now, you could argue maybe the the, the Cheva weight class, let's put it like that, maybe they didn't succeed in that, which is fair enough. But, you know, we see at the world level, it's it's very tough to succeed as well, especially when you have someone as dominant as Dakota Cheva or Kale Harrison for the last few years. Luckily, uh, Larissa Pacheco showed up there. But that's deviating from the point for a second. The other uh, tournaments that they put on, the other seasons that they put on, were fantastic. They were really, really, really good. And if you go back and watch one of my previews before season, uh, before episode one of season one, or or, uh, you know, date one of season one, I said that too. Because the second the rosters were announced, okay, the second the rosters were announced, I don't think there was a lot of excitement, right? I think there was some good excitement in Ireland because you had some of the very good Irish fighters on it. You, had, you know, you had Dylan Duke, you had Franz Malambo, you had John Mitchell, and and you know, and, and a couple more as well. So I think for Ireland it was pretty good, but for the rest of the world and maybe the rest of Europe, maybe people were thinking, okay, we'll, we'll wait and see on this. And I was kind of the same, maybe a little bit, but then I did my research. And I went through some of the fighters and some of the gyms they had in this league season were fantastic. They were really good. They had some really good fighters. They, I'm not I'm not sure if it was, you know, uh, our guy Greg Savage or if it was Dan Hardy or if it was a combination of, uh, of a lot of the different people. But whoever deserves the credit uh, absolutely earned it because... They got some really, really, really good fighters for these tournaments in a place where it's not always that easy, as I mentioned. A lot of these fighters are signed up. A lot of fighters are hard to get. I I put out a tweet the other day saying, 
Name your top five unsigned Irish fighters. And a lot of them were, were either amateurs or people who maybe have one or two fights into their career. People are getting snapped up. People are getting signed left, right, and center. Now, this this was um, this was a little bit different, obviously, because of the Bellator PFL thing and stuff, and a few people were maybe not in Bellator. And that's another discussion maybe for, uh, for next year as well, maybe if it look a little bit different. But they did a great job. They did an absolutely fantastic job. And it might be worth just looking at the, the rosters before we get into the cards and before we get into talking about a few of the fighters. So at Bantamweight, uh, Ali Taleb... Um, there's Farbat, uh, Nizad, Francesco Nuzzi, Franz Malambo, uh, Kenji Bartoluzzi, Koshik Kakarov, Mokhtar Benashi, and Rashid Haz. Light heavyweight, they had um, El Rami, Salomone, Ladero, uh, Jacob uh, Nido, uh, they had uh, Pirvalescu, Amene, uh, Kozliga, and Simeon Powell. Uh, at lightweight, they started off with Duque, Alex Shivas, Connor Hughes, Dylan Chuk, uh, John Mitchell, uh, Radu Maxim, Jacob Kasuba, and Jasim uh, Darush. And then in the women's flyweight division, to go to the Jeva. <laughs> and, and a few others as well Skatizi, Vishlak, Hermanson, um, Kubero, Holm, Ekut, and Lizzie Jevers as well. I would, I would say that out of, uh, out of the, those fighters, right? I knew Dicheva was a very good uh, prospect. I knew the Irish people were very good prospects. John Mitchell, Franz Malambo and others. But when I watched the tape and I saw... And I knew Simeon Powell was a good prospect as well. But I watched the tape and I saw uh, Newsy. I saw Ali Taleb. I saw Kakorov. I saw Benassi. Uh, I saw Jacob Inno. Uh, I saw Alex Shivas. I saw Jacob Kasuba. Uh, maybe I'd have said him twice. I was like, they're after unearthing here, or, or maybe not an unearthing, maybe is the wrong word. I'm sure a lot of people knew about him. But they're after signing some real, real, real top prospects here. And that is a thing that if they can continue to do that, this is not going only going to make PFL Europe really good going forward. It's also going to make the seasons uh, proper really good as we go forward, because the winner of these uh, seasons, the, the PFL European seasons, are going to be really live dogs, or not even dogs in some cases, for the, the PFL global seasons. I truly believe that. And we will talk about some of them here in a second as, as we go through it, because the performances they put on this year from... There's especially, you know, two two of the winners stick out an awful lot to me, but there's a few other people uh, as well. Um, and we will talk about them after we look at the events. So let's start on PFL Europe 1, which went down in um, uh, the Virtu Motors Arena in Newcastle in the north of England, and that was on March 25th, was their first card. So March 25th, their first card, their final card, uh, went down here in uh, in Dublin on December the 8th. They put out their big guns here for the English market right at the top. And uh, do you know what I like as well about PFL Europe and what they did very well this year? They did two things. They gave big spots, and they weren't afraid to give big spots to the people in the tournaments. Or in the season, I know, I know, I I, have, I call them tournament. I know BFL, and I like to call them seasons, and I try to respect that. I try to call them seasons, but tournament just comes out of me sometimes, right? But they also gave 
say like Nathan Kelly in 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 Dublin, <coughs> they gave some of their other really good up and comers a spotlight to fight, and on some of the undercards as well, and these cards they did the same, and I like that. I I like the fact that. You know, going forward, PFL is going to have a lot more fighters because of the Bellator merger, and I think PFL Europe, PFL proper, the Challenger Series may be a little bit different, but I think there needs to be more non-season fights. There needs to be more showcase fights, and needs to be no more big fights. There's no problem putting them together. There's no problem, you know, mixing them. I I don't think people will get confused, and you can, you know, there's plenty of easy ways to 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 have people not confused. Just explain it to them as the card is going on. But I think that's important, and I think they did do that. They did that, in my opinion, almost better in PFL Europe because it was a shorter season than in the PFL proper. Um, there's another point as well. We'll talk about that afterwards. I saw a lot of people talking about how they preferred the format of the PFL Europe to the PFL Global. We'll talk about that in a second. But on this first card, it started exactly how you would want it for PFL. Uh, Simeon Paul got a good round and a half against Mohamed Amine. Uh, ended up getting the f- finish there. Dakota Decheva also ended up getting the finish. So you're talking about your two uh, top prospects there, and they both got finished, and they both looked good. Another guy who uh, was in a showcase, who PFL had signed, Lewis McGillan Evans, uh, he also got a finish. Uh, and then there was um, the light heavyweights and the, the uh, female flyweights as well got underway, and you had Jacob and Doam who we'll talk a lot more about uh, in a few minutes, emerged with uh, a very impressive win in 48 seconds, which was a sign of things to come. Uh, Anthony Salamone, who a guy who I'd known for a while, he'd fought Ireland's uh, Will Flory uh, a while back, and he's a good, solid fighter, has fought some really good uh, people, um, and another good test you know, for I was thinking for Simeon Paul or for whoever the next prospect coming through a light heavyweight would be. Uh, you know, the, the women's flyweight scene, we had Skitizi winning against Jeevers. That was a good win for her split decision. We had a split decision for Cornelia Holm uh, as well there. And then in the last of the light heavyweight uh, division uh, game uh, fights, we had El Rami getting a win there. And then a few uh, undercard fights as well on that one. Uh, the second event of the year was in July. Uh, it was over in Berlin. And there was a good, it was a good spread. So you had Newcastle, you had Berlin, you had um, Paris, and then you had Dublin. So absolutely perfect. That's you want like a genuine PFL European series. Like they could easily have done a PFL European series and done, you know, started off in Dublin, did one in Newcastle, did one in London maybe, and then did another one in Dublin. You know, they could have done that, but no, they didn't. They spread it around, and I think that's uh, really, really smart. In the second... Um, Night of fights They had Francesco Nuzzi At Bantamweight Get in there And get a, a quick finish as well Over Farbad Nezad And Nuzzi You know He was one of those guys Who looked Like the top prospect At the very start 10-1 and one, uh, And he, he really showed it there And when you have the Bantamweights You have the lightweights I think It's a little bit uh, not of, a, of a cheat code Maybe for a good tournament Because there are a lot Of good fighters In those tournaments and now as uh, In those weight classes Sorry But as I said uh, earlier, it's not that easy when everyone's signing them up. So, as I said, they did a good job here. Standout fight probably in the first two, um, uh, or, or the standout performance, I think, in the first two nights was Ali Taleb for me. He looked absolutely fantastic. He went in there and he beat uh, Kenji Batalusi. Uh, really, really, really took my breath away. I'd watched him before the first, uh, before this, obviously, to preview the card, and I knew he was good, but, you know, he looked fantastic here. 
but that night as well was a real uh, it was a real cool night for the Bantamweight division because you had Kakarov looking very good as well Franz Malambo won uh, a split decision over a guy who missed weight and it was it was kind of odd because when it misses weight and it's you know the the, the tournaments and all of that it's uh, we, we get kind of caught up in how many points you're going to get and all of that but Franz was the name coming into that and when Franz uh, won and everyone was thinking like okay this could be the, the guy in the finale in Dublin I want that fight I think that added another little bit to it in that bantamweight division so we had you know, the four bantamweights I suppose you would want winning in Newsy, Kakarov, Malambo and Ali Taleb all winning. And that's exactly what you want if you're a PFL because they all go on and it's a doggy dog after that day. Um, in the lightweight division, I think the same could probably be said. There was a draw though, which is, is always tough. Uh, Shivas was uh, one of the favourites coming in. I think he draw with uh, a, a son Duke. Uh, John Mitchell got a really good win. Um as did Dylan Chuk in, in a bit of a, an upset, I think, in that one. But uh, Kizuba came through also with a, with a win there. And I think that was kind of the, the main uh, the main lot for them as well. I know Radu Maxim was a good uh, prospect coming through. But when you put him in there with Kizuba, it's going to be tough. Uh, and Lewis McGill-Nevins also got another win on that. So Lewis McGill-Nevins was, was, uh, was he on the third card? Was he on the third card? No, he wasn't. But he, was, he fought in three of the four PFL Europe cards uh, this year. So no one uh, no one did more than uh, <laughs> Lewis McGill-Nevins this year. Uh, the third card was in, uh, in Paris, as I said, on September the 30th. And this was the one which is probably what put PFL Europe on the map more than anything else. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with the main event of Cedric Dumbe and Kylian Mbappe sitting in the front row now. Um, maybe some people are tuning into this and you're from different parts of the world. Maybe you don't know, you know who Kylian Mbappe is or how important he is or anything like that. Like, just to put it this way, he he's probably, I, I would describe him maybe as the, would you call him the Patrick Mahomes of... Uh, of uh, association football, you probably you wouldn't like. He's not if if say Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and were like the Ronaldo and the Messi, like he's the new kid on the block. No, I think he's a tad bit overrated. But still, and some people, some people, most people would disagree with me on that. But he, that's what he is. He is. Some people would say the best footballer in the world right now. If not, if not, most people would say top two with Erling Haaland. Uh, I'd put him a little bit further down. I'd have, uh, yeah, I, w- I won't say who I'd have because I've uh, one of them plays for Liverpool and I don't want to say that. But uh, he's right up there. But he's really unbelievably famous, massive in France after winning the World Cup uh, with them and getting to uh, get to the final the last time out as well. Um, just a huge star for him to be there, roaring on Cedric Dumbe from the sideline. That makes you a superstar. Immediately. <clears throat> I'm sure this was on French news and websites and stuff all over the world. And Dumbe, we already knew he was this unbelievable kickboxer. We had all the chat about him going to the UFC. And then when PFL signed him, everyone was like, oh, wow, this is a massive signing for them. But then for Kylian Mbappe to show up and sit cage side for his fight and then for him to get a nine-second knockout against Jordan Zebo, who I, I did the preview for his card. And that Jordan Zebo is a good fighter. He is a good fighter. I saw a few people afterwards saying, oh, they put him in there against, you know, a warm body, basically. That's not the case at all. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Zebo went down and had a good career. That guy is a good fighter. So, massive night for PFL um, with Cedric Duma in the headliner. The other, sh- and that was a showcase fight, like uh, the Lazy King, Abdul Adurahimov, he went in and got the first round finish as well. So, exactly what you want. 
And we will talk about the two of them maybe at the end and, and looking ahead to next year. We will talk about them again. There was more light heavyweights and women's flyweights on this card. Uh, Jacqueline Doe, Simeon Powell got their wins. The Cheva got her win. Um, and in the other divisions, there was a lightweight fight. Uh, Kashun got a win, who was, was one of the standouts at the start. Kakarov beat Ali Taleb in, my opinion, this was the fight of the tournament. This was the highest level fight including the finales or anything like that, I think these two guys were the two best guys in the tournament. Uh, and now that might be a little bit unfair in Franz Malambo because he was beating Kakarov uh, in that fight, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I think Ali Taleb is a fantastic fighter. And for Kursha Kakarov to go in there and beat him the way he did and go on to do what he did in the next fight, which we'll talk about in a second, I think it warrants him being called... Um, if not the best emerging prospect of this year, I think he should be right up there. Like, there's other people, like, I, I was actually doing a bit of debate on this today. It depends what you refer to as an emerging prospect, right? So, say someone like Ian Gary. He started off the year, uh, and now I'm recording this just before Ian Gary fights Vicente Luque, so maybe that has changed, but even still. He started off the year uh, unranked with a fight against Kenan Song on the horizon. He beat him. You know, uh, who else did he fight? He, he beat Neil Magnate. It was supposed to be a Jeff Neal fight and all of that. And he's in, you know, t- towards the top now. Let's say he beats Luke. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he lost him. But even if win or lose, you know, emerged as a prospect into the rankings. But if you say maybe Ian Gary's ranked now, he's not an emerging prospect anymore. There aren't many guys who've had a better year than Kurshed Kakarov outside of that. Honestly, he, I, I think this guy is the real deal and an emerging star. Uh, for, for PFL We'll talk more about that In a second Franz Malambo also won here Kazuba won here John Mitchell won here And they also had Chanel Dyer in the showcase Who I think will be Looking ahead to next year With her as well So the perfect I, I think the, You know Maybe they would have liked Dylan Chuk in the finale Instead of Kazuba But Kazuba's very good as well I'm sure they would have been Happy with Mokdar Benassi As well if he was there But that was the way it happened And then we went to the finale Um in, in Dublin a couple of weeks ago Which I, I obviously attended There was a bit of talk about Who should be the main event uh, It ended up being a showcase fight With Nathan Kelly Against Dimitri Solmice, Uh And I think they made the right decision To be honest He is um, You know A dub He is uh, Obviously a very good ticket seller And the crowd reaction When he came out Was fantastic Plus And I know this for a fact PFL really rate him highly you know, when I was talking to PFL, uh, I, I I spoke to them at the start and, you know, a couple of the matchmakers and they were kind of saying to me, who is the guy we should be looking at? And I mean, I named a few different guys, you know, from a few different gyms and uh, they're, you know, Nelly Kelly was probably one of them I named. Uh, and I think, in fact, I think he definitely was. But the one that they said back to me was Nathan Kelly. The one that they said, this is the guy who I, you know, who we think is going to be the guy. This is the guy who a lot of people like. It was Nathan Kelly. So I wasn't at all surprised to see him in that spot when I was surprised to, to see the absolute manic reception he got from the 5,000 people there uh, and, and surprised in a good way. So very, very interesting that they did that. Like Doombe beforehand, he went out and he won. Brilliant. Exactly perfect for him. Now, the one issue in this card, I think, was the Irish didn't win a lot of fights. They, they sent them home happy because of Nathan Kelly, but 
uh, Franz Malamba, John Mitchell and the Irish and Valentina Shkatizi were all in finales and all lost unfortunately for the Irish crowd um, and that was a bit of a I suppose a bit of a downer for the Irish crowd but it's meritocracy that's what PFL is all about and that's what the PFL European tournament is about as well and the best fighters won and if you look at the four winners of the tournaments it's very hard to say that that wasn't the case. It's very hard to say that the standout fighters uh, weren't the deserved winners. You know? Very, very hard. <coughs> Kakarov, when you beat Franz Malambo, as he did, when you beat Ali Taleb, as he did, and, and the other fight before that that he won that I mentioned earlier, you deserve to be the, the PFL European champion. Unbelievable run. When you're Kazuba and you beat John Mitchell like that, you deserve it. Now, there was a bit of a weird stoppage and uh, or a, a bit of a, an almost stoppage in the first round, uh, but he knocked him out with a body shot and punches after that. Brilliant. You know, when you're Decheva and you destroyed everyone, you deserve it. And when you're Jacob Bendo, you go in there and Simeon Powell is the guy. Everyone thinks Simeon Powell's going to win. He performs really well on all of his fights. He comes out and he hits you really hard and then you finish him. You deserve to win it. So I think it was it was really good. It was what meritocracy should be. It's if you love like meritocracy in MMA, this European series from PFL gave you exactly that. It was fantastic. Just as well, a couple of people I want to mention before that: Wesley Maya, Brett John, Tom Breeze, all impressed uh, on that card, and young Nathan Kelly as well in the amateur fight. But the tournament itself, the season itself, from start to finish, what we had was high level fighters. And what we produced at the end was four high-level champions. Like, if you were to tell me in a few years that uh, Kurshed Kakarov went on to be a, a Bellator champion or a PFL champion or a UFC champion, I would not be one bit surprised. Not one bit surprised. The Cheva, absolutely the same. Not one bit surprised at all. Now, at lightweight, for Kitsuba... Uh, it's going to be a little bit harder and a light heavyweight as well. Although, although Jacques, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised either if he did. He's really good, you know. And I wouldn't be too surprised if Kazuba did either. But lightweight bantamweight, very, very hard. Um, and that just to me shows the quality of this because these lads didn't just come through win a tournament. These lads came through uh, and lady came through and won a tough tournament with lots of tough fights and all tough finales. None of them had an easy finale. Maybe the, even the Chela, you know, aside, she, you know, Skitizi came out and she put it on her and she tried her best, but none of them had a tough tournament apart from her, you know? And uh, that that's absolutely fantastic. So, all in all, the season, a glittering success. I think the event, the last event as well, I wonder if PFL have ever sell, sold as many tickets as they sold in Ireland for with five thousand people, even in the global ones, because I know they don't, you know, they don't do that bigger arenas and things like that, even for the finale. So that a glittering success for them, and surely coming back to Ireland, maybe every year for the finale is the way to go. Um, so let's talk about that future. I wonder what is going to be the future of PFL Europe. There's two ways I think they can go. They can go. Like they did in this season, where they sign, they, they, you know, they go to SBG, they go to the big gyms in Germany, they go to the big gyms in uh, London, up the north in, in England, in Spain, France, and other places, and they go, who's your best guy? 
or they look and see who's who's the guy who's seven and or ten and or sign that person from Ireland, England, Wales, France, everywhere, and put them into tournament like this was. This is that's what this was. There's no doubt about that. And do you know what? I think that'd be really fun. Now that's a very hard to think, thing to do every year. That's a thing maybe you could do successfully maybe every two to three years. I think it's going to be very hard to do what they did here yearly, but. They did it so well here, I would not doubt them. And if Dan Hardy is, say, let's say Dan Hardy is the guy who did it, and I, I spoke to Dan at the weekend and I complimented him on it. Um, and, and he said he, he tunes into this show as well, so I'm delighted that, that he did that. And hello, Dan, if you're watching. Um, it it, it shows, you know, he's a pull for fighters as well. If you're a young up and coming fighter and Dan Hardy's the guy who's like, I'm running this, this is, my, you know, this is your uh, PFL Europe is my promotion, I'm the guy here. Come and fight for me. I'm going to put you in tough fights against good guys. You're going to get a belt at the end of it. You're going to get a hundred grand at the end of it. And then you're going to go on to fight for the million. That's a very difficult thing to turn down. If you're a guy who's, uh, uh, you know, do I go to Cage Warriors or do I go there? Well, in Cage Warriors, you might have to fight five fights before you get the title to maybe be signed for the UFC to get on 10 and 10. Here you win three fights and you've got a hundred grand. You win four more fights next year and you have a million. You know, so it's... And... It's it's not the problem before, right? A lot of people were going to Bellator and they were saying, oh, they're just taking the money and they were kind of going nowhere, right? That's not the case here. Everyone's going somewhere in the PFL. Even if you're in a showcase fight, you're probably going into a tournament next year or that's the hope at least anyway. So I think it's a massive, massive, massive boost for European MMA, for fighters and all of that. Um, you know, For judges and refs as well. I know there was some, uh, the likes of Derek Hickey, an Irish ref and, and judge. He got a few spots in this and it's great to see the likes of, uh, you know, Daniel Mavahedi and Rich Mitchell and, and Ben Cartledge and David Leatherby and Darren Ransom and others getting their opportunities here as well. But um, I, I think it's huge. I think it's huge, right? So that's one side of it. That was a very long-winded side one. The other side of it is, do you put... And maybe some of these examples now will go to the global, but bear with me for a second. Do you put Brett Johns into the PFL Europe? Do you put James Galler into the PFL Europe tournament? Do you put Tom Breeze? Do you put Cedric Dumbe? Do you put Simeon Powell back in there? Do you, do you put maybe a couple of champions? I know the champions will be moving on, but let's say, do you put Franz Malambo back in it? Is that what you do? Do you make it like an all-star PFL European tournament? Because that almost that changes what we have then, I think. That that changes it a little bit. And I'm not sure they should or want to change it. I'm very interested to see what next year's roster will look like. Honestly, I'm excited either way. If they do either of those two things, I'm very excited. But maybe maybe there's a case for uh two PFL Europe's. You know, maybe there's a case for the PFL Europe and the PFL Europe Challenger Series, maybe, where we get even even let's say if it's four fighters, you get four bantamweights and they fight in the semifinal, and then they fight in the final. And next year they're in PFL Europe. If they win that, they're in PFL Global. Maybe that would be kind of cool as well. And then you can have those guys as maybe the five and all six and all. And then you have, you know, maybe your Doombiz, maybe your Brett Johns, maybe your James Gallers and other like that, your Kieran Clarks, um, your Nathan Kellys, your Dara Kellys, and, and fighters like that, Wesley Maya, going into tournaments. That would be so interesting. But I'll tell you what, I, I want to end all these podcasts by looking ahead to the future and seeing what levels of excitement I have for the future. And it's massive levels of excitement for PFL Europe. 
really is. And do you know what? I was really unsure about BFL Europe. As I said earlier on, I was uh, I was thinking, is this just going to be, you know, is it just going to be another promotion and all the fighters are kind of be broken up? But it's it's not. It's not that at all. It's f- three fun matchups in a year for these fighters. And do you know what as well? Sometimes it's hard for the fighters to get three fights, to get three matchups, to get three signed on the dotted line contracts with guaranteed money. Very hard. Get experience like that. Um, and it's brilliant that PFL are providing that as well. So I am a, a triple thumbs up, a double thumbs up for PFL Europe. Um, I really enjoyed it. And what I'm going to do now as well is I'm going to name my PFL Europe fighter here. I'm going to do this for... Uh, Bellator, UFC, PFL but for PFL Europe as well and one championship or maybe whoever else I do the, the fighter for me there's no doubt about it, the standout fighter for me this year is Kurshed Kakarov he is my PFL fighter of the year um, honestly, Kazuba Decheva and Indoy all very close I, I probably have Decheva close second not based on the wins or anything like that, although they were very good, but based on the star power based on the future potential if it was best in future potential, she'd be number one, to be honest. But what Kursha Kakarov did this year, the level he got uh, coming back against Franz, who was winning that fight, was fantastic. So he is my PFL Europe. She and Shaw fighter of the year, Kursha Kakarov. Congratulations to him. And uh, congratulations to PFL as well for putting a wonderful tournament this year. All right. I will leave it there. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Let me know what you thought in the comment section below. And, uh, can't wait for next year in PFL Europe. I leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com and I'll see you all next time.